Welcome back to episode 232. I'm Ari Mizell. And I'm Nick Sonnenberg. And today we're speaking with Scotty Studer, who is author of the new book, Small Changes, Big Results. And we're here to talk about how we can do that and also your background. So, Scotty, thank you for joining us. Yeah, happy to be here with you guys. Thanks again. I was reading your bio and it's really interesting. And it's a little bit similar, actually, I feel. I mean, not exactly the same, but similar concept and background to Ari. So I thought that it, it would be really interesting for you to start off by sharing you know, your background and how you came into this. Yeah, I'd love to. So, um, you know, everybody's got a story and uh, it's, it's interesting that kind of where our story can, can, can lead us. And so, um, you know, throughout my career, I've been in IT for, for 18 years now. And um, throughout that time, I've, I've been a dad, two kids, uh, uh, great wife, and uh, kind of as time has gone on, like, like a lot of guys do, uh, I think I just kind of let time go on and not really think about some of the things that are I guess most important in life when it comes to like health and and things along those lines. And so I guess my story kind of took a pivot back in 2012 and um, we, uh, my wife and I celebrated 15 years uh, of marriage. So we went on a cruise to Alaska and that was super cool. But but during, during that time uh, I had to go, I had to go purchase a new suit. When you go on a cruise, especially like a seven day Alaskan cruise, sometimes you have some nice formal nights and stuff. And so it was during that shopping experience that the reality of the weight I had gained and, and that kind of stuff kind of hit me, right? I had to buy the pair of pants that, uh, that I didn't want to buy uh, as far as uh, the growth I had seen in, in my weight and stuff. So it was kind of a pivotal moment. And so we got back from that cruise and after taking a look at the headshots and the pictures and, and, and the reality of the, the buying the pant sizes as I had to buy before, um, I guess it was kind of a turning point uh, from a health perspective. And so in August of 2012, I decided uh, to really buckle down and focus on nutrition uh, for, for health purposes and, and, and namely for weight loss. And so that, that's really kind of uh, the, where everything started. Uh, a friend introduced me um, to really uh, a nutrition-based, um, we don't even call it a diet, right? Just a nutrition-based way of, of living a better, healthier lifestyle and um, started kind of adopting some of those principles, starting my day off uh, with a nutritional drink, um, um, doing some detoxification as well through a tea, uh, and, and, and just trying to pay attention to what my body was telling me in regards to when I was full and, and those kinds of things. And so I started seeing some changes pretty quickly, right? Dropping some pounds, but also more energy in the morning, uh, just feeling better. And so through the course of, I don't know, six or eight months, I was able to drop about 35 pounds, and um, which was pretty remarkable. I've, I've, I've never been a a very heavy guy, I guess. Um, I always said that I, I hit it well. Um, but it was really remarkable the the change that that um, had health wise in me. And it also kickstarted this, this kind of path for me of um, uh, taking better stuff in. I started with my health, but also started reading more. Um, I was, I was, um, I was, given the opportunity to meet some leaders who uh, really kind of changed a lot of things about their life through the books that they were reading. And, and I, I've never been much of a reader, quite honestly. And so the kind of the second part of that story is I started doing more of that. And um, it, it, it was really one of the biggest catalysts, I think, for, for writing this book, because it really exposed me to some ideas, to some thoughts that quite honestly, friends didn't have, family didn't have, those folks that I was surrounding myself with didn't have. So it was, it was a great encouragement and, and kind of steamrolled from there. So just a quick introduction as to where I've been and, and, and kind of, you know, why the change. And then over the past four or five years, things have really been kind of snowballing towards just better improvement in general. 
it could be anybody, but as an IT guy too, I mean, did you do any kind of self-tracking or quantification or anything like that? I did a little bit. Um, so during the time of um, some of the nutrition stuff, obviously I was tracking just just the weight loss um, more than more than anything else. Um, it's hard to track some of the, I guess, energy levels and things along those lines. I did, you know, like a lot of people do invest in a, a fitness tracker. And that was really helpful because it kind of helped keep me motivated, both from a you know, how much movement I was doing every day and uh, also like sleep records and things along those lines. Because I talk about in the book, um, during my kind of health section, I focus a lot on sleep too. So sleep was another thing that throughout my life, I struggled with. I had two different sleep studies uh, at, at, at the hospitals here um, where I live in Nashville. And uh, both, honestly, they, I did them, but they weren't all that conclusive. So I tried to adopt some other things to kind of help me out. And so I touch on four or five things in there that have really helped me. Things like, you know, on a sound machine running at night to, to chill out the noises of crickets cars and all of those things and uh it's just some other some other things that are going to help so the sleep tracking uh, the step tracking and just the weight loss tracking are probably the big, big three that i did through that time what about the blue blocking uh sunglasses yes that was something that i personally uh didn't didn't really pick up per se um i've heard of that but it was it was not it was not something that i adapted particularly yeah so you came up with these 26 different ways to have a, a big impact, but what's number one? Yeah, number one for me was my morning routine. Um, so I had never really been um, around this idea um, of starting your day off on purpose, right? And so that was probably the biggest game changer for me, and it's kind of why I made it chapter one in the book, uh, is to encourage folks to kind of intentionally start their day in a proactive way. Um, so that for me, kind of been the biggest game changer because it, it keeps me going and it kind of fuels me to start the day for success. Uh, so I start off in a couple of different focus areas. I start off from a health perspective with the nutritional drink. I talk about the benefits of, of lemon water. So I usually start off my day with lemon water and that, that helps in so many other ways from a detox perspective, just from benefits of, of, of what, you know, lemon provides uh, the nutritional drink. And then I have a morning time where I do some, uh, faith reflecting uh, and do some reading as well. So there's, there's like four or five things that I kind of combine into there and it's only about 30 minutes, but 30 minutes is really what I've grown into. I started it off and that's what I really focus on in the book is take one of these ideas and just try them for seven days and see if, see if it works for you, see if it's a step in the right direction or, or see if it's really providing value to you. And if not, that, that's okay. Um, you know, try another one and, and, and see if it's something that really sticks with you. What time do you wake up in the mornings? So typically during the school year, my wife is a school teacher and my kids are both in school. Uh, typically we're up a little before five o'clock. So our mornings are kicked off about five o'clock every morning. So we're usually spending between five and five thirty, kind of getting off on the right with our morning. During the summer though, uh, you know, things are a little bit more laxed around a, a teacher student household. So it's usually been about six o'clock in the morning that I'm getting up and getting going. And what time do you go to bed? So typically around 10 o'clock at night, uh, between 10 and 10.30. Again, that, that's been a little bit leeway here in the summertime with kids staying up a little bit later. And uh, we've gotten a new puppy here at the beginning of the summer. So his schedule seems to be a little bit different than ours too. But that's generally my routine, usually in bed by 10 or 10.30 and up by about 5 or 6. You know, to give people like, a good picture here, what's the 26th principle? The 26th principle is uh, down in the finance section. So I break it down. I have kind of a, an introductory section where I talk about developing uh, your morning routine after one. And then I finish off with my fourth section around finance. Um, and so chapter 26, I talk about this idea of having guilt-free spending. 
Um, so finance has been something I really enjoyed um, kind of learning more about um, as I've gone on uh, in my, I guess, you know, career and, and adult life. And uh, that last principle is one that uh, I find a lot of people don't give themselves the permission to do is to not be, we, a lot of people I talk to, I guess, are living with more of kind of a budgeting scarcity mindset is, is what I like to call it, where they're almost afraid to kind of enjoy the fruits of their labor. And um, in that last chapter, I really focused on setting aside money, uh, if you're married, that you and your wife agree upon so that you can have free reign to go do whatever whatever that is. And I give examples like, you know, getting your cup of coffee every day or going to the gym or you know, whatever it is that adds kind of value to your life, you're free to go and do that and, and not feel any guilt about it. So that, that's chapter 26. And and so then what's uh, like some of your work habits, like how how do you focus like, do you have uh, particular routines around how you get work done in a more focused way or more productive way? Yeah. So I, I really try to implement proactive scheduling uh, throughout my day. My job, uh, my, my regular job um, in IT, um, I feel very blessed. I, I get to work from home. Um, I'm, 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 a, I'm a sales engineer, right? So um, the sales team engages me to talk to customers about, uh, about the software with the company I work for. So my job itself is pretty reactive, meaning folks are reaching out to me uh, to schedule me for uh, meetings in the day. Outside of that, though, I've got flexibility to be more proactive. So that's where the important stuff comes in, right? That's where I can set aside time to to, to help the kids out or to uh, to go to their um, uh, their events um, or or for me personally to get some things done from a career and from a writing perspective. Um, where if I just didn't schedule it, it wouldn't get done. That that was one of the biggest lessons learned for me in getting this book written is I penciled out the first full productive hour. Uh, work hour of my day between seven and eight in the morning every day to sit down and, and write. Um, I, I don't consider myself a writer. Like I said, I've been in IT for, for 18 years. Um, but by setting aside that time and by kind of um, mind mapping these ideas, because I had a bunch of ideas in my head, it was just really fleshing them out and putting some meat behind them, putting some research behind them. But setting aside that hour every single day, it was a game changer. It was, I was able to get the entire book written in, in a month. Um, by penciling out an hour a day to get the bulk of the writing done and then working on it some on weekends as well. So that, that was probably one of the biggest gains to being proactive about it. For your scheduling, have you, do you use any specific tools? Like, well, for instance, we do some consulting and one of our recommended tool is uh, Calendly. And what we've done actually, uh, if you want to book a call with Ari or myself, uh, we bought the domains Talk to Ari and Talk to Nick and it points to our Calendly. Nice, nice. I haven't yet. Honestly, my uh, my schedule hasn't been one that I, it it needs to. I've got open time in my schedule, right? And so I've heard of that, and I've used it through other um, folks that I've worked with, and, and I think it's a fantastic tool. I mean, how how easy is it for me to kind of like I said, pop on pop on your calendar, schedule something, and, and even have this conversation today? Um, I've worked with a financial coach who uses it, and and some other stuff. So I find a ton of value in it, especially for if you're in the interview um, kind of realm or personal coaching or where folks are looking to schedule your time, great value. For me, it's, it's probably, it's mainly just, um, we use a family calendar at home. Uh, we're all um, in the, um, in the iPhone world. And so Apple's got a family calendar that uh, we can all update and stuff like that. And I, and I use my outlook calendar. So nothing new or uh, I guess cool tools per se, but it, but it's an easy way to keep me, keep me going with reminders on the phone and, and keep my day scheduled appropriately too. So when you say that you're in IT, um, can you get, um, elaborate on that? Like what kind of IT are, are you doing? Are you, are you, I think you said something about sales. Are you a developer? Are you coding? 
Yep. So um, I'm what I'm what you call a systems engineer. Um, so um, I work with a sales partner. So uh, the company I work for is called VMware, and uh, they're a they're they're a pretty big company in the business world. So if you're in the kind of consumer world of IT, most folks probably never heard of them, but uh, they revolutionized IT back in uh, 2003 2004 uh, with the ability to use software to run servers like physical computers what we call virtually so that's kind of where they made their mark right so on a single physical piece of hardware you can spin up all of these virtual servers um and it's got a ton of benefits namely you spend less on hardware and you really utilize the resources of it well that's that's kind of where they made their mark but over the past 15 years they've they've grown above and beyond that so my focus area is uh, the sales guys reach out to customers who are interested in, in cloud so we've all heard of cloud, right? Whether it's we're using Dropbox, whether it's we're using Office 365 at work, whether we're using Google Docs as an example, right? All that's cloud-based technology. Well, there's a big push in business now to expand to the cloud for the same reasons, right? They don't want to continue to buy hardware or something like that. So my role uh, is I work with a sales team and they're actually on the front end uh, talking to customers. Um, a lot of them are existing customers of other software that we have. And so what I do is I get on the phone and I talk technical with them. Uh, so I, I come from a technical systems engineering background. And so um, my role is to make sure that, you know, their network, their servers, their setup is going to work with uh, with what we're trying to kind of move them to. It's a, it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool place to be. Um, I grew up, in that role. So I've, I've been the guy implementing stuff in IT shops before, but I've also been the guy managing the guys implementing stuff. So my experience is, is kind of brought me to this, this point. And it's, it's neat. I, I, I take customers from not really understanding the product fully technically, especially, and try to help them be really comfortable with it and feel like it's, it's going to meet some of their business needs and, and be a good value add to them. And then I guess a big component to that is security, right? And making sure that everything is very secure and doing a lot of uh, stress testing on the systems for uh, various attacks. Yeah, so that's a huge one. And and a lot of customers come under um, things like uh, what we call PCI, which is a compliance mandate if you're taking credit cards and stuff like that. So that usually comes up. Even if it's not PCI, um, there's all kinds of, what's the word I'm looking for? Things like SOX. And uh, these are compliance certifications that different companies have to go through, right? And so our cloud, our offering has to make sure that, like you said, from a security perspective, we're going through those audits every year that, uh, that the customers are confident. So, so security is huge because once people start moving data, whether it's off their home computer and in, in, into Dropbox or into you know, Google Cloud, there's always this sense of what am I giving up uh, and, and how confident am I going to be that, uh, that my stuff's going to stay safe and secure? I, I can't remember what the company was, but I went to a conference and I think they were saying that there's, there's a company and the way that they store your stuff is they it's it's in the cloud and it's stored they partition it and it's a little bit stored in over a bunch of various um uh hard drives mm-hmm. but then a small fraction of it is like on a physical flash drive that they give to you so no matter <laughs> if they're hacked the they can't get everything because there's still a small piece that you physically have very cool uh-huh. I haven't heard about that before, but that's a, that's a really cool concept and it makes sense. I mean, in general, when we talk about security with uh, um, access and stuff like that, it's all about something that you know, i.e. a password, and then something that you have. Those are two components to really good security. So it falls right in line with what you're saying. I mean, we, we implement that same thing at, at work through authentication. So we log in with a password. But we also have to create what's called a token on my phone. That's the secondary login. So that they follow the exact same principle with what you're saying so that like you said, nothing is ever completely in one place. 
Cool. So when did the book launch? Yeah. So the book uh, launched on Amazon KDP in, in May. Uh, and so I slowly kind of trickled out the other three options. So um, that's when the official launch was middle of May, uh, just uh, end of June, I released the audiobook, And now I just released the paperback book. So it was kind of one of those things that slowly but surely, I was just kind of taking my time getting it all out there as a, as a first time self published author. Uh, so now all three are available on Amazon, folks can visit uh, my site, which is just scottystuder.com. And I've got a little books tab on there. And from there, I, I take folks directly to the to the Amazon page. I'm hopefully going to be updating that here in the next uh, few weeks um, so that folks, if they want to buy it directly from me, if they're more comfortable doing that, I just want to provide options for folks and just really get the information out there. I'm actually blogging an idea every single week from the book on my blog, scottystuder.com as well. So, you know, folks can kind of take their time and check it out every week too and get another get another idea. This has been a it's been interesting for me because I've never done anything like this before. And so there's a lot of learning along the way on just uh, yeah. writing the book in general and then getting your message out there. So you started off by launching in May a hardcover first and then yeah. you did paperback second? No, sorry. So the, the May was just the Kindle version, K, uh, oh. Amazon KDP Kindle version, the electronic. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. gotcha. So um, which, which has been the most popular of those, of those uh, versions? So far, the Kindle version. Um, it was... It was it's the easiest to get to. It's 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 a price point that most people are comfortable with. It's just it's amazing to me how quickly people are adapting electronic books. Although I say that and then it's all I read, but there's still an element like my parents' generation, um, who still want a physical copy. And so they have been the ones really pushing me and asking me for uh to get the paperback out. So that's kind of been funny to hear. Hey, I, I I'm digital with everything, but I still like the physical and uh and uh Okay, so Kindle is the most popular of the yeah. physical books. Are you getting more traffic coming from Amazon or from your website for the purchases? Today for Amazon, because I haven't really done a lot of push marketing to the website just yet. Um, you know, I'm slowly growing a list of folks who have bought the book. Um, I offer a couple of resources. Um, so within the book, I, I talk about several things wherein I say, hey, if you're curious about what I use in this case, uh, like the nutritional drink, right, as an example, Download this resources page. I'm going to tell you the exact link, how you can go get it. Uh, I've done a lot of research. But if folks don't want that, it's not something that, you know, I'm kind of making people do. But I, but I find the resource thing valuable to folks who have gone through this. They're like, yeah, hey, I'd like to give this a try. They grab the resources uh, page and, and then they're able to go and check it out. Or That's been well, great. And, and do, you, do you plan on making any kind of like training programs or any coaching or anything out of this? That's a great question. I mean, that's something that over the past couple of months, I've really kind of I keep mulling over in my head is, is, is where to go to next. Um, I, I'm, I am, I'm still contemplating that decision. I'm trying to figure out what makes sense for, for a next step. Um, I've considered uh, maybe doing some accountability coaching uh, or things along those lines by really putting these things into practice and working with folks uh, in that regard. Um, I've toyed with the idea of growing this into maybe a longer course or something like that, where we expand on these ideas a little bit different. Um, but I'm, but, but I'm still kind of, I, I guess, in that decision-making process. It, it really does make sense as a next step. And now it's me just really trying to flesh it out and, and move forward with it. Yeah. Great. Corey, I was reading your, uh, I was reading your story a little bit too about Crohn's disease and um, it, I related to it because um, I had a, a guy in high school uh, that I graduated with. His name is Jordan Rubin. I don't know if that name rings a bell to you at all. Um, and the only reason oh. I bring okay the only reason I bring it up is he 
very similar story, age 19, um, uh, Crohn's disease, and basically rebuilt his life on natural nutrition and kind of went, went back to a, a very simple diet based on natural products. And that eventually led to him opening up a company called Garden of Life, uh, where they all that they do, natural supplements, is around really talking about getting back to- Oh, do they do the vitamin code raw? Um, I don't know for sure, but Garden of Life- the same company I'm thinking of, it's great. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I went to school with him. We graduated together and, and he was the first person I thought of when, uh, when I, when I saw your story and read about it some. So that uh, neat connection there. Awesome. Yeah. Well, so Scotty, the last question I always like to ask on the interviews is what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? And you've got 24 left to pick on I guess. <laughs> yeah. So the, in general, I'm going to say find a way to take a bite-sized chunk of something uh, instead of, of jumping into something too big. So for, for, for me and for things that I've seen people adopt pretty easily out of all of these things, um, um, one of the easy things for me is uh, I talk about in the lemon water um, section to start your day off with a glass of water, squeeze a lemon, a, 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 you know, a, a lemon into it and just see how that affects you from a health perspective over the next week. Um, it's been, it's been great for me for some of the reasons I mentioned. So that would be a very easy ad for folks to, to do from a, from a health perspective. Um, in my, in my relationships, um, section, I talk about the fact that, you know, um, as a family, if, if you're a family with kids, we try to focus on unplugged meals. This idea of let's set the cell phones, the video things aside, and let's during one meal or a handful of meals a week, uh, try to really have conversation within the family, whether we're going out to a restaurant. And that's been great for us personally with, with two kids that are now teenagers to, you know, feel like we're really adding value to each other's lives through that. Um, so that, that's been a, an easy one that I think most everybody can do. And then the one I like to talk about in, in the finance section is everybody likes to earn more money with very little change. And so uh, PayPal actually has a, a, a debit card uh, where uh, you can sign up. Anybody can sign up. Uh, just You have to have a PayPal account, but you don't have to keep any balance in the PayPal card. Um, but if you use that card for regular transactions, going to the grocery store and those kinds of things, they're going to pay you 1% cash back. Uh, for every single purchase, and there's no limit. Uh, so I've been doing this for several years now, and so it's been it's been awesome because you know I'm earning 10, 20, 30 bucks a month in in reward credits just by spending my own money, and it's actually coming directly out of my checking account. I'm not having to get a credit card or anything like that. So those are probably three of the most popular and I think easy to implement things that people are going to see results from pretty quickly. Uh, to kind of fall in that line of taking it just a little step at a time and not taking any big leaps or jumps. That's wonderful. So, uh, Scotty, where can people find out more about you and get the book? And we'll have everything in the show notes, but tell us anyway. Yeah, awesome. So, uh, scottystuder.com. It's S-C-O-T-T-Y. And my last name is Studer, which is S-T-U-D-E-R, scottystuder.com. There they can find a link to the book. I'm on Facebook and Twitter, um, at Scotty Studer on Twitter, and then just slash Scotty Studer on Facebook. I'd love to interact. I've got a group for folks uh, about the book, Small Changes, Big Results on Facebook. And really, I kind of use that as a way to interact with folks who are giving some of these a try and looking for feedback and suggestions and encouragement and those kinds of things. So I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you guys. It's been fantastic. And those are those are the easiest ways to get in touch with me. Okay, thanks, Scotty. Remember, everybody, go to lessdoing.com slash podcast slash 232. So lessdoing.com slash podcast slash 232. Thanks, Scotty. That was great. Awesome. Thanks, guys.